The following podcast is a program segment from the Midday Moments program with Gary Duncan. Join Gary for two hours of sacred music, along with moments of faith, family, and fun. Listen to AM 850 in St. Louis, or on the live stream at kfuo.org. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, KFUO Radio. The Messenger of Good News, I'm Gary Duncan. It's so nice to be here today. It's time for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. And Matt, we didn't talk about it last week, I don't think, but last week towards the end of our reading was the birth of Moses. And now in this week's readings, we're in Exodus 5 through 13. We're well into the life of Moses, and uh, he's uh, going in front of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's heart's hardened, and Moses keeps telling him, you know, let my people go, and uh, Pharaoh doesn't, and there's plague after plague. There's like 10 plagues. That's right. There's frogs and flies and death of firstborn and just so many different things that uh, are going on here in this uh, chapters that we read here. So I want to ask you for your takeaway on this, but first of all, welcome to the program. I kind of just jumped right into it. (laughs) No, that's right. You you pretty much summarized it all, Gary. I think we're done here. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm but joking. A very no. interesting. I know. Very interesting reading. Of course, of, as I'm reading it, I'm thinking of uh, the old movie, uh, The Ten Commandments. Oh yeah. Uh, so that that's coming to my mind, of course, because this is where that's the setting of the movie here exactly. is what we're reading right now. So, what's your takeaway this week? Well, first is thanks for reading along, Gary. You know, I, I appreciate that, and that's what we're challenging our readers to do too. And uh, this week, like you said, uh, the focus is really on those ten plagues that God inflicts upon the Egyptians. Uh, so, so the way I want to look at those plagues, Gary, is is to look at what's the purpose behind them. Is why is God doing this? Is God just uh, some kind of a jerk. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, is there more to it than than meets the eye? Uh, so I want to look a little deeper into why God's doing this. And I think we see a clue as to why God's doing this in chapter 9 of Exodus, when you get to the seventh plague, the, the one with hail. So there's hail and there's also fire. And and like you said, boy, you can picture that from Charlton Heston and the Ten Commandments and, and how uh, Cecil B. DeMille depicted that. Uh, but here's the conversation that Moses has with, with Pharaoh. Uh, so this is uh, chapter 9, verses 14 and, and following. It says, uh, For this time I will send all my plagues on you, yourself, and your servants and your people, so that they may know that there is none like me in all the earth. So it's God talking here. He says, For by now I could have put out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, and you would have been cut off from the earth. But for this purpose I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. So I think that's interesting. God's basically saying, hey, Pharaoh, I could have just wiped you out in all of Egypt with just just with just my breath, with just a stroke of my hand, uh, with just uh, that pestilence that he mentioned. But I didn't. I raised you up for this purpose so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. So one of the, the main reasons for these plagues is so that God's power is shown so that his name is proclaimed, not just among the Israelites, but among the Egyptians and and really among the whole earth as they hear about these 10 plagues that have taken place uh, among the Egyptians. The the other thing I think is interesting, Gary, is, you know, God doesn't just randomly pick what plagues he wants to send. Oh, here's some darkness. Here's some some frogs. um, Mm -hmm. Here's some blood in the Nile River. 
uh, but there's a purpose behind that. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Each one of the 10 plagues corresponds with one of Egypt's false gods. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's really important to, to see. So the, the Egyptians, they worshiped the Nile River, uh, the gods of the Nile, and that's what provided um, water for them. That's what fertilized fields and provided sustenance. And so what does God do? He turns the Nile to blood. Uh, they worship the sun, Ra, the sun god. What does God do? He creates darkness for days. Mm -hmm. um, they worship frogs, believe it or not. And so what does he do? He just floods the land with frogs or even a pharaoh's bed, the Bible says. Um, kind of a neat detail there. So plague mm -hmm. after plague isn't just to inflict pain. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Uh, but it has a deeper purpose to show that the Lord is God, the one true the God. true God. Exactly. He's yeah. above all those false Egyptian gods. And to demonstrate that to Pharaoh, to the Egyptians, and by extension, like we just read, really to all the earth, they would know that the Lord is the one true God. And it, it seems to have worked, uh, at least to a certain extent. So um, when we when we look at ahead a little bit, and this is jumping ahead to next week's reading, I realize that. Well, actually, we won't even go that far ahead. We'll just we'll just go to chapter twelve, uh, chapter twelve, in, in today's this week's readings, chapter twelve, verse thirty-eight. Um, it, it says this as they're leaving Egypt, finally in the Exodus. It says in verse 38, a mixed multitude also went up with them and very much livestock. So this mixed multitude that leaves Egypt with the Israelites um, were, were some Egyptians. So it seems as though some Egyptians saw this demonstration of God's power and believed and even left then with the Israelites. So we don't okay, get all so the details, but we can kind of assume, I think, pretty safely that uh, for at least some Egyptians they saw and they believed because and they yeah, believed and they exactly, followed exactly and that was god's purpose or at least one of the purposes behind these plagues was was exactly that sometimes we think just the new testament has that mission emphasis and god's concern for all nations and all people and he wants all to know him and i, I think we're uh, amiss if we don't realize that that's in the old testament too that even in the Old Testament, yeah, God has the special purpose for Israel, no doubt. His chosen people, he's going to bring the Messiah, Jesus, through them. But he has a concern from the beginning for all nations, for all people. And we see that here, uh, certainly right. with the plagues and then with uh, the crowd that leaves there in the Exodus. Do you want to also touch on the lamb's blood above the doors? Oh, yeah, boy, that's huge, Gary. So that's the celebration of the Passover. So the, the last and final plague, the 10th plague, uh, is when God shows that he's more powerful than even Pharaoh, okay? Because mm -hmm. the Egyptians worship Pharaoh, the king, as a god. And uh, God strikes down the firstborn in Egypt, including even those in Pharaoh's house, right? Pharaoh's not even immune to that, can't stop it. Uh, but God provides a special way to preserve the Israelites uh, and, and even Egyptians. That's kind of interesting, too, if they choose to obey. Uh, but he says that, and I'm going to kind of summarize here, that uh, as part of the Passover, the Passover, which will become mm -hmm. huge later in the Bible, uh, the Passover uh, will be the, the shedding of blood, the killing of a lamb, uh, and then that blood spread over the doorposts of the house. And so those who are inside that house, when the blood was spread on it, they were saved. They were preserved from death and from that angel of death we hear about that passes through. Uh, death would pass over that house. That's why it's called the Passover. And God mm -hmm. would preserve the people inside. So 
I'm glad you mentioned that, Gary, because boy, you can see some cool connections to Jesus. You know, John the Baptist says, uh, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world as Jesus comes to be baptized. And we see then uh, a few years later when Jesus dies on the cross, that is the blood that is shed for, for the entire world. And, right. and in faith, uh, we are saved through that blood that's shed. And death passes over us, right? We're forgiven. Um, we're saved. We have salvation and life everlasting. We don't have to fear eternal death because of Jesus' blood uh, that's shed for us. Great. Can you lead us into prayer? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Thanks. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, as we read about plagues and hear about that today, uh, boy, we, we think of even today, it feels like there's uh, plagues of a sort when we think here about the, the wildfires and hurricanes and, and pandemic. Uh, but just as you were with the Israelites and you preserve them, um, so also, Lord, preserve us, your people today. And even in the midst of plagues, uh, let your name be proclaimed and your power shown and let your uh, name be proclaimed through us and the love that we extend to others, even in the midst of uh, plagues and tough times. Uh, we thank you, especially, Lord, for the, the blood of the Lamb that was shed for each one of us. Uh, thank you for the assurance of life everlasting. No matter what happens in this world, we have that assurance uh, in Jesus and his blood. Um, thank you, Lord. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Matt. Talk to you next week. Exodus 14 through 22 for our listeners. If you're following along, we'd love for you to do that. And uh, uh, thanks for having me on. We are the messenger of good news worldwide, KFUO at KFUO.org, AM 850 in the St. Louis area.